0: to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer, with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Carelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Bloodlow, Kentucky.
1: My daddy came home every day from there with
0: my own. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, it's Jerry Springer!
2: Jerry! please! Hey!
3: Thank you for, uh... Thank you for inviting us into your homes, and I hope everyone's doing well, as well as can be expected with all of this. Eventually, we'll be let out, you know, but... Yeah. My sentence is for, what, two years? Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, Jerry, we should also uh, we should also send a second. Well, first of all, let me back up. We're all in still in kind of lockdowns. This is the second podcast that we're releasing that is it, being done with us all connected on Zoom, and this will release tomorrow. So we're doing this on what's the date today? Twenty first of I April. Twenty. 21st. So it'll come out, right, David Proust, probably tomorrow, sometime tomorrow, maybe, we hope. I think so. All right. And uh, hey, a huge shout out and thank you and God bless you to all the first responders, all the medical people, all the food supply people, people who are, you know, cleaning hospitals and grocery stores, all the people who are labeled as essential workers who are helping us get through all this. Uh, We Mm -hmm. really appreciate you uh, here at the Jerry Springer Podcast. And uh, Jerry and Maria, do you remember in past podcasts, I've been on this stupid mission to try to get Jerry Springer to do something remarkable outdoorsy because he's done remarkable things no. in his life my god he's been if only after, 70, yeah,
0: right.
3: after 76 years why start now
2: no no we, because you could be
3: i here's why
2: i, I have an answer for that because yeah. you could be an inspiration for other people who are in that retirement golden age bracket of ages and i had on you'll recall a guy named bryce carlson and the dude talked to us from a satellite phone, crossing the North Atlantic Sea in a solo rowboat. Oh, it yeah, was- I
0: remember that.
2: Remember that, Maria? And by the way, Maria Corelli is a rock climber and a runner, and I'm lifelong backpacker, and we're not saying it's, you know, you're any better than anybody else if you do outdoorsy stuff, John Muir-type stuff, but we like but to do we it. we are. But what <laughs> you, what we are saying that. We are kind of elitist and snotty and snooty and we're pricks and all that. But Jerry... Is a city raised kid, and he is. He plays golf, so it isn't like he doesn't do you know some outdoorsy stuff and some. And he's you know was a pretty good athlete back in the day. if God, okay, so we have,
3: if, if God meant for us to be outdoors, he wouldn't have built all these homes. I hear you. <laughs> anyway,
2: so Bryce Carlson was on, and then we had on a guy named Harvey Lewis, and Harvey Lewis was trail running trying to set the world record for the speed of running the Appalachian trail. And then we had on Jerome Palette, riding his bicycle from Quebec, Canada to the tip of Argentina. And then I made contact with the bear grill show to see if Jerry could go on running wild. With <laughs> that didn't on. Yeah. So I th- then it occurred to me that I'm kind con- that I've been talking only to, guys like Bear Grylls and and Bryce and Harvey and Jerome. And then I thought maybe this needs, as an inspiration, uh, somebody who is uh, a female outdoorsy kind of person. So I have discovered because I'm an avid backpacker and frankly, I'm locked down here at home, my wife and I. So I've been binging on YouTube and I found this YouTube celebrity and i make i do not overstate it when i say within the backpack world she is a i would say an emerging superstar but she's been around long enough that i'd say she is a backpacking superstar her name is jessica mills her trail name is dixie uh through hikers people who hike from one end to the other of these massive trails that run well the main ones run north south uh use trail names so her trail name is dixie why because she's from alabama she's an Auburn university graduate she is an engineer very smart uh, biosystems whatever the hell that is i mean we don't understand any of that but she's very brainy she got an engineering job in colorado and after working there for a while and she's in her 30s so she's a young woman she cashed in on her retirement and said i'm going to hike the appalachian trail Some people say Appalachian Trail, Appalachian Trail, but you know, the AT. Mm -hmm. Now get these numbers, Jerry and Maria. The Appalachian Trail is 2100 miles long, 2100 and change. She did that and she put it on YouTube and I've watched it. And it's, I'm gonna tell you something. I turned it on one Saturday and I thought, I'll watch this for 10 minutes. And like an hour later, an hour and a half later, I'm still watching it. I couldn't turn it off because it's re- she's an excellent communicator. I'm an English major, and I thought that was my business where we would be the communicators. And she's an engineer, and she cannot communicate me. Then she hiked the... Pacific Crest Trail. Jerry, that's 2,650 miles long. Wait, I'm writing this down
3: so I know I can. Good,
2: because I'm going to give you the grand total. (laughs) So we got 2,100. Oh
3: man, I'm there.
2: and And then we got 2,650. And that wasn't good enough. So she thought she'd finish off what backpackers call the triple crown of through hiking. Through hiking means you start at the beginning, you walk to the end. You don't do it in sections. The CD trail, the Continental Divide Trail, is 3,100 miles long. That's a grand total of almost 8,000 miles, 78.50 to be exact. That's like walking. Shoot. That's like walking from LA to New York, turning around and walking back, and then turning around and walking part of the way back again.
3: Well, time out. So time time out. I have, yeah. and, and you probably don't know this, but I have, I have walked to Walgreens, Walmarts, and Starbucks. Yeah, that's not
2: the same. That's not the Triple Crown. That's not through hiking. That's some lazy ass walking to go over and get something, some batteries for your flashlight or something. So she has hiked. So I, I thought, I thought, wait a second, I gotta get Dixie on and have Dixie join me and you, Maria, and trying to get Jerry to do something remarkable. And I've got a plan and I've already talked to Dixie about this and we got a deal put together. So <laughs> let me introduce to the Jerry Springer podcast listeners, Jessica Dixie Mills from Alabama. Hey Dixie,
4: how you doing? Hey yo. <laughs> Hey, it's good to be on here. Thank y'all for inviting me.
2: Uh, we're, we're so happy you're with us. And uh, you have, now let's just talk, before we lay out our deal to Jerry, let's talk a little bit about your work because it. what it appears to me as I watch your videos and kind of get to know you through your wonderful videos is that this is your job now, this is what you do.
4: Correct? Yes, yes, I am a rogue engineer that now just stinks and lives in the woods, you know, from time to time. <laughs> and I've got a, a collective, uh, Uh, Well, over a year and a half of of living in the wilderness
2: on and off. Now, I'm not going to put you on the spot here and talk ass numbers and all this. But may I assume, may we all assume that you have figured out how to monetize this new lifestyle.
4: Yes, yes, absolutely. otherwise, I, I couldn't keep doing it because my retirement hadn't grown that big <laughs> when yeah, I yeah, it right. in. so um yeah, I, and it and it's funny because when I first quit my job as an engineer, I just I woke up one day and decided I was playing house. I was not married, did not have any children. I mean, I have two wonderful dog children, but uh, right. but as far as humans and all that, you know i I had nobody relying on me to go to work and do this job every day, and I was living for the weekend and I, I I don't know. I completed the recipe of what everyone says you have to have to be happy and successful, but I didn't feel like I was either of those things. And so I thought, well, I'm going to try something different. And I just thought back to one of my first childhood dreams and that was to walk the Appalachian trail. And so I, I just decided I'm going to do it. And I quit my job without ever having gone on a backpacking trip before moved back to Alabama and decided, you know, in a couple of months, I'm about to start this thing. And I, and I did. And I thought that while I was walking, I was going to think about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but I had already started it and I just didn't really know. So it's yeah. <laughs> just interesting. I don't. So awesome.
3: awesome. Well, how do you, how do you make, how do you make money with this?
4: Uh, so YouTube, uh, of course you get some ad revenue there. I have, I don't know if you're familiar with Patreon. I've also written an ebook on how to prepare to do a backpacking trip like this. So just different little streams that kind of trickle together. Yeah. And by the
2: way, uh, Jessica, tell our listeners how they can learn more about you. You have a website, so please tell us how to access that.
4: Yes, sir. I've got uh homemade wanderlust.com. So homemade and then W A N D E R L U S T. And uh, I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, not as active. I'm trying, I'm trying, but I don't, I don't tweet well. Uh, and then just in, in general, the YouTube channel is the main kind of centerpiece of all of it. So just if you type in Dixie backpacking or homemade wanderlust, you know, you'll, you'll pop up and, and find me on there. How do if we get linked up yeah. to your Patreon? Uh, so Patreon is just, well, I've got all the links on my uh, website and on, on YouTube, but okay. I believe it's patreon.com slash homemade wanderlust is, okay. is how you find that. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, I do, you know, obviously I'm not backpacking all the time. So in the off time, I do informational videos about how one would, begin backpacking because i was absolutely a beginner and i learned a lot of things the hard way so if you're interested in backpacking you can find information there for that but even if you're not uh there are videos that just like you watch documentaries on something that you might not be interested in i think you know people who never planned to backpack still enjoy seeing what it would be like to live out yeah. in the woods that long and out sure. brag <laughs>
2: I'll brag on you a little bit because I've watched not, well, tell me this, how many videos do you have on YouTube? Do you know? Oh my
4: goodness. I don't even know. 200, 300. Yes, it's hundreds. hundreds. hundreds.
2: So I have watched some of them and I will tell you that. And of course this is coming from an avid backpacker. I've been doing this my whole life. uh, But they are, very informative. They are very useful for backpackers. There are some really interesting ones. I just happened to have watched one recently, Jessica, where you talked about hitchhiking and yes. you told, <laughs> and I'm not, it's all I want to say, let's let people go watch it
4: and <laughs> hear the story. <laughs> yes. It is an yes. amazing oh, story. No
2: because when yeah. you're a through hiker you'll hit towns or you'll hit spots where you want to jump off the trail go in get a shower resupply and then go back out on the trail and we all and i have done it plenty i've done it and i mean like not long ago too i don't mean years ago so we all hitchhike and she's got a great story that's like <laughs> true And so there's that. There's talk. She talks about, you know, should you have a gun on the trail? And I have Mm. uh, two guns and you have guns. We have chatted about that. And she's got a real, you know, interest in all. She's always says, hey, this is what I do. I can't tell you what to do, but I can tell you what I have done. So anyway, it's really good stuff, and I urge everybody to go there. Jerry, here's where it circles back to you. I do believe Jerry Springer. Uh, Yeah, I was afraid (laughs) that that this was going to
3: circle back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. Jerry. Yes? And we've known each other a long time.
3: Absolutely.
2: And we had a lot of fun joking around. We've had a lot of, you know, just had – a Good, a wonderful friendship that goes back to what 1969. Absolutely, absolutely. More, I was telling Jessica the other day when we talked about the time that I tricked you into riding a zip line in Sturgis, <laughs> oh, South Dakota. Yeah, that is at not the full throttle saloon. Oh yeah, that was wow. Well, see, here I go thinking maybe I got an angle <laughs> here to get you to do something. I believe. With Jessica Dixie Mills as our guide, yes, our backpacking guide, yes, that you join us on a very realistic—now I'm, I'm being serious here—section of a trail, which we both know about. She and I both know about. It is magnificent. It is on a one to ten, and Jessica. It, but let me back up one second. Jessica hiked all the way to the Canadian border on the Continental Divide Trail, the one that's from kind of Mexico.
4: Me- from, from Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Unbelievable. insane.
2: She got to Gl- Glacier National Park in northern Montana. And the last section of the trail goes from about the midpoint of Glacier National Park to the Canadian border and they hit because of when you, she arrived there which was the fall early winter whiteout snow conditions you got to watch her video and hey, maria cuz you'll really like it you got to watch all of her videos those that triple crown hike yeah so this continental divide trail ending it shows her cause she's a very good videographer and she's carrying a tripod. I know what you're doing. Jessica. You're setting up a tripod Yeah. you're going out ahead of it and yeah. we get to see stuff and it's unbelievable. So, so I've done the trails like,
4: like double lengths, I think, or not quite. I, know. I was just gonna <laughs> yeah. say, like, what yeah. does that add up? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I don't want to know. I don't think bonus miles. <laughs> That's bonus <All> right. miles.
2: <laughs> so Jerry, here's the deal: the last 30 miles of the uh, Continental Divide Trail is on the Highline Trail in Glacier National Park. She legally completed it because there are rules as to be considered a thru hiker, because uh, there's this like 50 mile wide band yeah. if you stay within it because you could hit bad weather at the end so she so we had so to she, detour yeah. she, she road walked some of it as it's called so she missed this so-called highline trail which goes from a place called logan pass to a place called goat haunt where you catch a shuttle bus that pardon me a shuttle boat up this magnificent lake to the canadian border now it so happens i have backpacked the high Line Trail. I've been on it. I've done it. In fact, I was on it. Here's this relates to you, Jerry, with my wife, Bonnie, two summers ago. Well, good. So and then you already did. have a partner. Good for you. <laughs> no, oh. You are going to do this and we are going to have yes. Jessica video this for youtube it's going on our website on her website how, ma- how many we are going to have a blast how many miles we can drink coffee
4: and watch the sunrise we can... there you go Aww. yeah
2: yeah how many miles is this so, all right <laughs> all right let's talk numbers here we want you to walk over i don't know three day period we're going to have all the gear so you you're need. talking three miles reports. No, we're not. We're talking 30 (laughs) miles. We're talking 30 miles. miles. We're going to camp. Eh, well, all right, so we'll go seven, and we'll make it four. I don't know. We'll figure all that out. That's up to that's th- our guide. Will determine that we'll cook your meals this, I will actually make is
3: you this do some of the cooking. Is this down here?
4: I even make trail shepherds pie. I can do trail oh, shepherds oh, pie. pie. Okay, yeah. that's the first yeah, thing well, I've ever. Well, it's heard actually with... beef, so cottage pie, I suppose, but close, you know, trail yeah. right. shepherds is pie. Is there, there, is
3: go, there a road by the side that I could drive along?
2: <laughs> there is not, but I'm going to tell you this after seven miles. And this, is a serious part. The first seven miles is, uh, it undulates a little bit, but it's largely pretty flat. And Jerry, this really is a number. These are number ten scenes. This is like the Swiss Alps. I swear to God, this is like as you have relatives in Colorado and you go there yeah. and you enjoy going to Colorado. Right. The stuff you see is wonderful, and it's from the roads and from cars and you know housing. The stuff you'll see out on the Highline Trail. Uh, will be different from that, better than that. We will carry, I carry an inReach Mini and you carry an- a in inReach as well. I do. So we have satellite uh, gear that if there's ever an issue, including pushing the SOS button, they come. So this is all very safe. There is a bailout point after the first campsite, which would be seven miles. We would have permits that would take us the other 13 miles. And I think it would be something that I really do think it would be something that you would never forget. You would have fun. Sure, but my never would,
3: isn't that long to go.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the exact
3: time we need to be <laughs> doing this. When you're seventy-six, this. you don't have a long never. <laughs> <laughs> you got all kinds of never.
2: All right, oh. so will you commit? by god will you commit in front of Jessica Mills that you will do this and we'll work the schedule out later I,
3: yes or no i promise that if i commit it'll be in front of all of you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because i'd have to let you know that i was doing it but you know i uh-huh. you know i'd love to do it but oh gosh we're on we have to be at home we're not allowed to leave home <laughs> we're not doing it's no no don coronavirus it like coronavirus. I have a well, thing that day. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. sort well, out. Well, I'll I'll consider, uh, you know, at at some point know. doing a little bit of a walk or whatever. But you know, uh, maybe Mickey and I will do it, and uh, we'll you know we'll we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's so easy to say yes now. But
4: then the more- I hear you. You said yes. I cut out, and I just cut back in, and I heard- he you said, yeah. yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you are so cruel. It's- hey, oh,
4: hey,
2: shit. hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yell out to-
4: There, he said it again. I'm <laughs> yeah, sorry. There so we go. Just- Jerry.
2: <laughs> yell out to Mickey to come down to the- either in front of the camera right now or off to the side, so we can talk to Mickey. Get her. Well, Mickey is signaling. You, you can just- Wait, okay. Mickey, is signaling. She's signaling. Mickey, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Would she- Oh because my Because she gosh. would do it. I swear, would she backpack with us?
3: She's. I swear to God, she's putting thumbs up. Thumbs up. We're on. What? <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> well, the truth is, Mickey really would do it. No, I, 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 I believe I, she will. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, here's what. Okay. No, no, I'm... I'm well, actually, yeah. Here's what. Wait,
4: guys, can I come too? Of course.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course. No, sure, but look, we, we're even going to have paramedics with us. <laughs> what are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is going to be so fun, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. And, and,
2: uh, okay what were you gonna say jerry well so we'll, so we'll, uh,
3: you know if we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about it we'll again yeah, if there's a time a scheduled time that i can do it it obviously would have to be when i'm not taping um no
2: i, I but yeah i can tell we can you work out
3: the I, details yeah. for a, a couple of days um uh,
2: a yeah. couple of days that's it a couple of days Perfect. a couple of days why are, hey by the way
3: uh, okay what, 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 what why are, are you, you getting why? me into this i can't believe <laughs> i'm having this discussion <laughs> It's a
4: because you haven't lived until you've gone to the bathroom in the woods. <laughs>
3: Trust me, I Yay. will be going to the bathroom. <laughs> that <laughs> is perfect. That's not the tough part. <laughs> hey, <laughs> have, you,
2: have you ever scooped your feet in the woods? <laughs> yes. No, yeah, uh, Well, wait a second. Jerry was a camp counselor. Oh. And what, high school and college, Jerry? Yeah, I was a, uh, yeah,
3: high school. I went, oh, well, college too. What am I saying? Yeah, a uh, camp counselor, yeah. a softball instructor, oh. yeah. So it's, so it's awesome. not like you haven't, you
2: know, had some outdoor experience. And by the way, Jessica, Jerry's lovely, wonderful wife, Mickey, a close friend of mine, was uh, born and raised on a farm in Kentucky. So she oh, is. Okay. Oh, she could clearly I do mean, She's
4: that she's outdoorsy. Oh, yeah, oh, she, she, yeah listen, she's she, the- this
2: is in her wheelhouse i don't know if she's ever backpacked but doesn't mean you know is this very easy to put together actually jessica for you and me this is easy to put together because we'll get yes. them geared up they'll have a great counsel from you it'll be uh and and it would be wonderful if maria joined us it'll be
4: Yes, and yeah.
2: you know there's the equipment that we both know about that would make Jerry and Mickey as comfortable as they need to be. Uh, do we safety's have, not an issue? Will we? We have, won't tell them. Oh yeah, that well, it's well, what do you country. do about No reason to bring that up.
4: Yeah, we don't need to tell them about, no. about that. No.
2: Yeah, well, 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 <laughs> what about nighttime? Where Where do you go to sleep? You will sleep in tents that what? we will have. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We're going to backpack, and you're going to have a very comfortable chair because that's going to be an issue. But yeah. I, I carry, so, I, I yeah. carry a, a. What's the company? The model is a zero. Is the one that I carry, Jessica. I mean, that's my gotta have. You know, certain people say, "Well, no, you carry in gotcha. camera gear, so I'm carrying this." Hey, it's chair. a luxury. Yeah, a luxury. Yes, yes. I'm it's
4: thinking of a chair yeah. with
3: wheels. Uh In fact, they even have they even have motors now. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm <laughs> willing to follow up, you to along <laughs> the trail. <Yeah. laughs>
4: it's gonna be great. Hey, you've got this. Uh, I believe I do you too. And
2: and it will be and we will, we'll we talk will, this yeah, out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it talk out. It out. I'll, uh, It'd be fine. It could be stretching it me. comes I I hear you, and if it, and I don't mean to put you on the spot. Actually, I did, but I, uh, (laughs) but uh, you know, we can work out details. We can figure out how doable it is. We'll work out the schedule, and it would, to be honest, create a wonderful documentary, a little mini thing, a YouTube thing that would be good and fun for a, a lot of people. Yeah, in fact, I really do. Don't you agree, Jessica? This would be because he is a unique celebrity, people would love to watch. No, them. they oh, would. Absolutely, they would,
4: lo- they would absolutely. love to see me
3: die. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, Nobody's that's dying. That's here. why we'll get an audience.
4: I, uh. I honestly have never heard of a celebrity backpacking ever that I know I of, that I've seen like on the on any of these trails no, because or, so so and would be pretty, pretty cool why yeah, they
3: would. that's why they live to be celebrities. I uh, know something? No. I <laughs> <laughs> know smart. something? Here's here's the truth. Yes.
2: Nobody dies on these hikes. Oh, I mean, it's so. Well, thanks for not convincing us. (laughs) No. Yeah. Nothing. Nobody. (laughs) Driving to the trail is where the danger would be. What could possibly be? Being out of the trail. Okay. Isn't that true, Jessica?
4: Nobody's. No, it's it's very all right, true. All right. Well, this true. has
2: been wonderful. Yeah, this was great. And Thanks, so, Jesse, first of all, we thank you, Jesse. You're God. so welcome. I
0: love you, Jesse. <laughs> Yay! She may, she may hang out
2: with us. You know, just yeah. sort of watch what we do here. But, because uh, Jerry, I want to take you. And and by the way, we have uh, Maria Corelli coming up, our resident singer-songwriter, who is going to do a number for us uh, a little bit later. But I wanted to ask you, Jerry you had a wonderful analysis last week of the coronavirus it's the first episode we did where we were in quarantine so to speak and i know there's been the testing controversy this thing is rich with issues that beg for some analysis so what is your week two take on the events that
3: we're living with well this week i've been thinking about what lessons we're learning as a country from the coronavirus, and I, I start off with something I've kind of talked about once before: is liberals always win. I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, when we started, Gene, when we started our company, we literally started a company called Liberals Always Win, not not to kind of make it a joke but really to reflect, at least by philosophy, that even though the road is bumpy, our history shows that in the end, the liberal issues always come out to be mainstream. So 150 years ago, the conservatives wanted to preserve slavery. The liberals came out and said, we have to do away with it, a constitutional amendment, a civil war. And we did away with slavery. For the last hundred years, the conservatives fight us on every issue. They fought us, they were, in the beginning, they were against uh, Social Security. They were against women's rights. They were against civil rights, uh, for rights for minorities. They were against rights for um, working people, the 40-hour worst work week, minimum wage. And they, then they were against oh, the, e, uh, the ERA, uh, for the equal rights for, for women, and then um, gay rights. And, you know, when I, when I first started doing my television show, The Crazy Show, in Cincinnati, the very first year, I did a show on interracial marriage. Oh, no, interracial dating. And there were protesters outside the studio. This was 1991, protesting interracial dating. And, you know, a decade later, two decades later, what do we have? We have a president who was the product of an interracial marriage. So, you know, gay rights, 10 years ago, your political career was over if you were in favor of gay marriage. And nowadays, it's mainstream. It's perfectly acceptable. I mean, there are few that object, but generally it's mainstream America. So my thought is, Whenever I say that in the end, you know, we'll battle, we'll lose some little fights, but in the end liberals will win. In the end, people then always say, well, that's just the cultural issues. Yeah, it is true. America has become more liberal each generation. We are always more liberal than our parents. But that's only the cultural issues. But I disagree. It's now economic issues as well. Look at our history over the last 100 years. A century ago, we had the Roaring Twenties. We had the robber barons. Everybody was going wild. We had the, 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 the uh, lifestyles, which were, you know, you had the very rich at the top and the great masses were partying. We had capitalism, super. And then all of a sudden, the stock market crashed. And when the stock market crashed, we had five years at least of the Great Depression. And suddenly, as soon as we had the depression, boom, everyone's in favor of big government. We had FDR and the New Deal. We had Social Security. We had federal housing. We had the public works projects. Everybody suddenly was saying, wow, let's have big government save us. And then we had World War II. We need big government to make all the planes and the bombers and the guns and everything else we needed for the war. When the war was over, we said we needed the government to give us the GI Bill so our parents could get to go to college, so our parents could have housing. And then once we got comfortable with the role of big government, then all of a sudden we started to become conservative again during the 50s. Well, part of America saw what was happening with the 50s when we started to have the income disparity again. All of a sudden we had the civil rights movement of the 60s and we had the Great Society and we had the Voting Rights Act and the Public Accommodations Act and the Civil Rights Act. So all of a sudden, we became liberals again. Then, once we go through all of that turmoil, oh, here come the conservatives again with Ronald Reagan. And government can't solve your problems. Government is the problem. And we became conservative. And we became the right-wingers started to take over. Suddenly, it's 9-11. Oh, we need government again to protect us. And I remember all the congressmen and senators standing in front of the Capitol singing, God bless America. And we would do anything, pay any amount of money to get back to the people that got us. Then all of a sudden, as soon as that fear was gone, oh, and we wanted the public officials to be at the airports. We didn't want private Pinkertons being uh, airport security. We wanted the government, the TSA. Then in 2008, the market crashes. The housing market crashes. People are losing half their life savings. Suddenly we want government again. And so what do we had? We had talk, we had the bailouts of the banks, we had the bailouts of the auto industry, we had the uh, billion dollar stimulus package. In other words, whenever there's trouble, suddenly we forget capitalism and we all want to be socialists again. So the point I'm saying, and we're seeing it now, Trump gets in office, all of a sudden, He's going to do away with the, uh, um, with the administrative state. All of a sudden, we're going to do away with regulations. The government departments, whatever department they're ahead of, will basically do away with the rules, whether it was the EPA, uh, wh- whether it was uh, the housing, every kind of social service Trump and the administration cut into. And we get this tax bill, which is great for people like me, and screw everybody else. And We just go gangbusters, no more government, no more big government. Now what happens, the coronavirus. And literally within a month, we've all become socialists again. We all say, spend trillions of dollars, not billions, trillions of dollars, to give money now to every small business person, to everyone who loses their job. We'll increase increase, um, unemployment insurance, We'll get whatever money we need to take care of this. We all want the government to save us. The point being is capitalism is wonderful when things are going well. And capitalism is the driving force of our country and our economy. And the reason it's the driving force is because it's consistent with human, uh, with human nature. We all will work harder if we can get something in return for it. If you have a job you're not crazy about, the only reason you're doing it is because you got to put food on the table for your family or whatever. So the, more you, the harder you work, the more you invent, the more creative you are, you'll do better. But one thing capitalism doesn't do, it never saves you if the country's in trouble. There's no safety net in capitalism. And so once again, here we are demanding help from the government. We're all willing to have no one's complaining now about what we're spending because we have to save our lives. So here's the point I'd like to make. It's not enough to say we're a capitalist country, because in truth, in tough times, we're not. We're a democratic socialist country. And I know during the campaign, I had been saying that I'm not really supporting Bernie Sanders and excuse me and not really supporting uh, Elizabeth Warren, even though I liked their issues, I didn't think the Senate would ever vote for them, for those issues. And therefore, why lose to Donald Trump, which the country cannot afford, just because we wanted to go down fighting for an issue that had no chance of passing. But now, the world has changed. And so here's what I'm thinking. You know how everyone's now talking, I can't wait till we get back to normal. And you see the president every night and senators and congressmen saying every night, we're gonna, we we got to get back to normal. There's an argument about how quickly. I want to say something about getting back to normal. <coughs> I don't want to get back to normal if normal is where we were. I don't want to get back to normal if normal is the income disparity of the inequality of income, of 1% having a life that is unbelievable with unbelievable income and having the mass of Americans always one check away from going under. That people have to have their health insurance totally dependent on their job. And then, gee whiz, you lose your job, you've lost your health insurance, which everyone is experiencing now. (laughs) So when we talk about getting back to normal, no, I want to get back to a new kind of normal. We have to make this new normal. And the new normal is where everyone does have health insurance, where there is a decent minimum wage, where there is affordable public housing, when there is free education for people who need it. That's uh, thanks for the water. Thanks, honey. So therefore, it's not enough for us to say that getting back to normal, we're just gonna rebuild our house. We can't just rebuild our house. We've got to build a better one. All right,
2: yeah, that's uh, interesting analysis, Jerry. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, now talk to Maria Corelli. Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna you said, rebuild look- your
3: house, uh, Maria. Yeah, all
2: right. <laughs> <Yay>. hey, Maria. <laughs> Last yeah, week yeah. when uh we chatted with you and you did a song for us uh mm-hmm. you were talking about what it's like for singer songwriters uh mm-hmm. not unlike a lot of creative people in America probably across the world for that matter to try to get through this and ways to try to make a few bucks to pay rent and get some food etc mm-hmm. uh and I assume you have continued to do that you are continuing to do that Mm-hmm. And you said that you were doing some new writing, because this yeah. is a time where you can uh, do some of that. Because we have a so-called studio cut of you with your band performing this wonderful song, we're going to take liberties and we're going to edit that in. So sit back, everyone, and enjoy Maria Corelli and her band. Let's hear it from Maria.
0: Alright, This one's called Working for Love. One, two, three. Lately you don't listen to a word I say.
3: All right, this is not rehearsed. We're recording here in a yeah. nice little coffee shop here in Ludlow, Kentucky. Are you playing background music oh, yeah. or why am I talking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're right here on the banks of the Ohio, and
3: you notice my accent suddenly got a little more, a little more Kentucky, a little more the Ohio River, and it's a great community to be
1: from, to grow up, to raise your kids, but every once in a while a whole bunch of things happen right here on the Ohio. let me tell you one story i asked my love to take a walk to take a walk just a little walk down beside More